1: And to be poured out upon all men. (laughs) This is that spoken by the prophet prophet Joel. This is that spoken Spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I poured out my spirit, saying. Some begin to mock and said they've had too much to drink. Peter said these men are not drunk as she supposed. He comes the preaching and the will begin to flow. They caught up in and and what shall we do? Repent and be baptized, every one of you. Honey's still there. spoke about a poppy joy. Say it alone. hey, it's been 2,000 years and the wind's still blowing, the rain's still falling and the well's still flowing, the promise has an end you can't dispute the facts, the fire's still burning just like the book of Acts, he fills you with the spirit you will speak with other tongues, that's still the way that the Holy Ghost comes.
2: The Lord. Hey everyone,
3: Pastor Bob the Tell It Like It Is radio show coming to you live from the KDIX studios, Dickinson, North Dakota. It is only 8.06 here, mountain time. That's where we're at. You can text me tonight and let me know where you're at. My number is here in the studio, 701-290-7862. You can text me. You can email me, 58 fifty eight at gmail.com it's good to have all that are uh, texting me so far we've got uh, Joe in Texarkana Arkansas listening we've got the Schulers listening in Grafton North Dakota brother Rose in Kentucky listening brother Griffith out in Great Falls Montana so far those are the ones that have texted me and we're so glad that you're tuning in tonight And here again, the way to get a hold of me throughout the program is 701-290-7862. I will just tell you a little bit about what I'm doing and who I am. I am Pastor Bob Simons. I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson. We meet, we own the former Elks Building, the top of the former Elks Building, 501 Elks Drive. It's right on Interstate 94. You can't miss it. We've got giant signs up and uh it was so our service today was so awesome we've been holding services throughout the pandemic and before you get all upset about that i just want you to know we are taking precautions we're we're um we have a uh, foam um antiseptic station set up that we're asking people to wash their hands when they come in we're not shaking hands we're not hugging um you know we've asked the compromise and older people to not come although i am not making them not come i I'm not telling them they cannot come. And today uh, we had more people that have been listening on on our line online come back to church again today. And our service uh, looked started to look like it has before. So we're excited about that. Our next service is Wednesday night at 730. That's 501 Elks Drive. We usually we have Wednesday night services at 730, Sunday morning, Sunday school at 10, worship service at 11. And so... Um, I'll probably mention that throughout the program because that's one of the reasons we're on, is to let you know about our church here in Dickinson, North Dakota. Now, I realize some of you are listening online through Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2 or KDIX.net. And uh, if you will get a hold of me, if you don't know where a good Pentecostal church is in your area, I'll do my best to help you find one and get that information to you. If you, um, you know, we certainly don't want you driving... 200 or 2000 miles to come to church here because, uh, there are good apostolic Pentecostal churches all over the country. Got some more people texting tonight. We have, um, Becky listening from home. We have Jackie listening from Beulah tonight. Good to have you guys. And, um, just, um, and as I said, text me 701-290-7862. We also have, um, We have two outreach churches, outreach churches, one in Beach. And right now that service is being held in a home out there because we were meeting at the Beach Community Center and that facility has been closed to our group during this COVID-19 pandemic. But we are meeting in a home out there in Beach and also, and I can get you that information of how to do that, and also the Cornerstone Apostolic Church in Bowman. That is located at 18 North Main, and they have a 10:30 a.m. Sunday service and a 7:30 p.m. Thursday night service. We also have a Pentecostal church in Beulah, and uh, I don't have their contact information right there, but it's Truth Community Church right in Beulah, and uh, we just had somebody text me from there, so that's listening. We've got uh, tonight. I just uh, I want to just say that it is glad. I am glad that. It seems like just on a personal level that things are becoming a little more normal here in North Dakota. We um, we as I said we did hold our services, uh, you know, in house services throughout this thing, and um, and I know that didn't make everybody happy. But I didn't move to Dickinson to make everybody happy necessarily. But I also I will say this that we encouraged uh, those that were uncomfortable coming to not come. We we had a we we have a. Um, an app that we use for our church for those who did not come. And um, and we were glad that they could be part of our services that way. And I'm not um, criticizing those that canceled their services. And I hope that you don't criticize those of us that did not, because this isn't a time for apostolics to be criticizing each other. This is a very interesting time we're living in. I kind of think we need to... Um, stick together. Looks to got a text from um, this is a weather text from Justin. He's on his way. uh, He's in Gova and it looks like they've got a pretty good storm rolling through there. So maybe that's going to move here. Joel listening from St. Cloud, Minnesota listening. I haven't heard from him for a while. All right. Well, good to have all you guys. I brought my guitar in the studio. Might do some, um, I might do a little playing and singing at the end of the program. We've got um, a song lined up by, the evangelist Bill Farron coming up. Uh, we've got a uh, song that we've never played on the show called Red and White Tint. That's uh, uh, Dennis Jain, I think is the way you say his name. But let's get right into the scripture tonight. I'll give out that phone number one more time, 701-290-7862. One short little verse, Romans nine thirteen. As it is written, Jacob have I loved but Esau have I hated. Now there's a lot that goes with this verse and Paul's talking about a lot. He's certainly talking about the sovereignty of God and so on. But this is a very, very dramatic, powerful verse. God said he loved Jacob, but he hated Esau. That's so interesting to me. goes, flies in the face. Um, of many people's theology that God would actually hate somebody. But let me just tell you a little bit about Esau. Uh, All through the Bible, you're going to read about a person named Esau. Scriptures all the way through the Bible found about Esau. The book of Obadiah, one of the minor prophets, 21 short chapters, the whole book is about the destruction of Edom, or the Edomites, which are the descendants of Esau. Uh, this is the area they they felt like they were they were living in some mountain a mountainous area that uh, that is um, um, southeast of Israel and because of the area they lived and the entrenched how entrenched they were if you've ever heard of the ancient city Petra this was in this was not called Petra at that time it was called Sila but this um, they lived there and they felt like they were um, you know, it was um, impossible for a country to invade them. But in the book of Obadiah, Obadiah the prophet prophesies about the destruction of Edom, and it was destroyed. And so this attitude why did God destroy Edom? Why did he destroy the Edomites? Because of an attitude they had, and it was an attitude that we're going to discuss tonight. It's an attitude of their, uh, the patriarch of the Edomites, Esau. And let me let me turn you to Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 16 it says lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright for you know how that afterward when he would have inherited the blessing he was rejected for he found no place of repentance though he sought it carefully with tears Let me read this out of the living bible Hebrews 12:16 it says make sure that no one is immoral or godless, like Esau, who traded his birthright as the firstborn son for a single meal. This, what the program is going to be, the title of this is Don't Be Like Esau. Don't be like Esau. Esau was a man who had, uh, the story that's referenced in Hebrews chapter 12 is found in Genesis 25. Let me turn you to that, Genesis twenty five, twenty nine. It says, And Jacob sod pottage, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint, like he was, he was tired, he, he was famished. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die, and what profit shall this birthright do to me? And Jacob said, Swear unto me this day. And he swore unto him, and, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau, Esau bread and pottage of lentils, and he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Now, at this point in the story, we have nothing about this tw- these two twin brothers about Esau uh, being an evil person, a cruel person, a lazy person, a bad parent, a bad husband, we had nothing about that at this point in the story. All we know is that Esau did not care about the blessing that was supposed to be his as the firstborn. This blessing had to do with a spiritual power also, not just a blessing of who gets the most inheritance. But it also had to do with who was going to be the spiritual leader of this clan. And Esau didn't care about that because he was hungry. And so what when the Bible says in Romans chapter 9 and 13 that God hated Esau, there's a reason. God took notice of an attitude that Esau had. And the attitude that the book of Hebrews says is that he was a, a profane person. What profane means is simply that he had that he lacked a relationship and didn't care about a relationship to God. A profane person um, is different than an evil person or an unrighteous person, although I believe it will lead to that. But it's different. A profane person is different than being against God. It really means Being without God, worldly, not appreciating the spiritual side of things. Uh, When we talk about profanity, it's really an outward wordage of something that's gone wrong on the inside. It simply means godless. Esau, the Esau spirit was a spirit that didn't have any interest in the things of God, in the eternal things, in the things that. Cannot be seen. The Esau spirit had an interest just in what was visible, uh, what pleased the senses, what brought pleasure or joy or happiness in this life. We're going to talk about this tonight. Text me 701 290 7862. We don't want to be like Esau.
4: Promises Without a tale, Without, Without you Without you Without you Without you There is no peace Within the trial. We'll i Jay. sorrows and their trials Jesus destroys depression replaces fears with smiles so I'll hang on to your exceeding precious promises Jesus I know you alone true what a great
3: song keep on that's the evangelist Bill Farron guitar player
4: recording
3: artist um, singing songs I like the style of those songs personally. His wife's a great author, Sylvia Farron, and um just a, he's a about a once a year evangelist comes through Dickinson and preaches here. You're tuning in to the Tell It Like It Is show, and we've got some people that have texted us, and we want to just say hello to Nicholas tonight. Good to have you listening. Uh, Good to have Yvonne listening from Bowman. Good to have her listening tonight. And uh, Luke is listening somewhere on location. Good to have him listening. We're talking about don't be like Esau. The Esau spirit, the Esau's attitude is an attitude of godlessness. Esau's spirit is not a spirit that's interested in prayer. The Esau spirit is not interested in worship. Uh, during worship, the Esau spirit is like, "Okay, we've already sung that song twice, that should be good enough." The Esau spirit during worship is the clock watchers, wishing we were at the buffet. That's the Esau spirit. The Esau spirit isn't interested in knowing the Bible. In fact, that's what's so interesting about this program, is the Esau spirit probably isn't listening tonight to this program. The attitude that Esau had would rather be doing something else. The attitude that Esau had wasn't interested in regular church attendance. You know, it's interesting to me how people were so critical of the people of God that wanted to go to church during this during the pandemic. Like it's not essential, they said. Well, it just depends on your attitude, I guess. You see the Esau spirit is like I'd rather be at the ball game. If you're looking uh for a church service, That last 20 minutes, you probably won't like our church service at the New Life Pentecostal Church. Now, we don't try to drag it out, but I'm just saying that's not the purpose. We're not not trying to be done so we can all beat the Baptists to the restaurant. That's not the idea. But the Esau spirit, if it does go to church, wishes it was over soon. David said, In the book of Psalms, he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. But you see, Esau wasn't glad. Esau would have had to be made to go as a kid. You know, our church is full of children, and these children, their parents are doing a wonderful job. These children love to come to the house of God. Now, they're not all spiritual. I understand that. You know, they're not, all these kids are not spiritual. Some of them are just wanting to come to see their friends. But their parents are teaching them the importance of the, of coming to church. And like I say, to some people and the people that are from our area that were upset because we continue to have church, I didn't expect you to understand it. I really didn't. But I want to just tell you folks that if I would have canceled the services, the in-house services, there would have been a lot of our congregation that would have showed up anyway. They would have come anyhow, whether I told them they couldn't or not. They just would have shown up. Why? Because they love to be in church, in church, not just watching it or listening to it. The Esau spirit is not interested in sacrificial giving to the work of God. The Esau spirit doesn't want to give God the position in his life he deserves. See, when it says Esau was profane, profanity, profane doesn't see the importance of these things. Profane sees no reason to do these things. That's why there's a difference, profane doesn't mean evil it just means godless and sad to say godless is who i was the first 20 years of my life i was just godless like i didn't know i didn't seek i didn't uh care to seek god you know, that's a long time ago. I'm 61 now, so this is a lifetime ago. But, but when when I was 20 and under, I really didn't. I was I wasn't spiritual. I was what the Bible calls carnal or worldly. This past week, I was in Menards, which is a lumberyard here in our city, and they play. They didn't used to, but now over their. Uh, intercom system they play oldies rock and roll music now this is the music i actually quit listening to cold turkey when i was 20 when i came to god because i lost interest in it i i did i lost when i first came to god right after i was baptized i was listening out of my collection of of three or four hundred um or three hundred albums tapes eight tracks i was down to two songs and one of them i thought was about baptism in my record collection and one of them i don't know why i listened to it i just thought it was about something good i had uh i loved this music that i grew up with the songlet writers that i liked were alice cooper and the rolling stones and the beatles and and uh, black sabbath and and um you know just all these different groups groups that you wouldn't recognize their names But when I was 20 years old, I quit listening to that music when I came to God because I didn't like it anymore. Well, now I haven't listened to it for 40 years. And so when I go to places where they're playing it, it's like I'm hearing it. I remember it. But this week I was in a a lumberyard and they started playing a song that I haven't heard for many, many years. But this song described the Esau attitude. It described me. No wonder I liked it back then. It was me. Part of the song talked about looking, I'm hitting the highway, looking for adventure. Whatever comes my way, fire all your guns at once, explode into space. And the chorus goes, like a, na- like a true nature's child, We were born, born to be wild. We can climb so high, I never want to die. That's who I was from 20 down. That's the person I was. I was a true nature's child. I was living like an animal, a smart animal, but an animal. For what brought pleasure? What made me happy, what made me excited, you know, getting on the highway, you know, on my motorcycle and just trying to find adventure. This is who Esau was. And the Bible said God hated it. God hated it. It didn't say he disliked it, didn't say it slightly irritated him, but he said, Esau, have I hated. Esau didn't want anything to do with God. He didn't care to know him. He didn't care to seek him. He didn't give him the time of day. The Bible teaches that we should examine ourselves. (coughs) Also, that we should judge ourselves. And then also, that we should come to church and be judged. Do you know that? The Bible says judgment begins at the house of God. Judgment begins at the house of God. And people say, don't, I don't want to be judged. Well, I do. I've I've done entire programs on this. I want to be judged. I don't want to find out after I die and I stand before God that I'm going to go to hell. Tell me now. Get me straight now. If I'm doing something wrong now, I want to know. You know, judge me. Do it in love. Yeah. You know, do it because you care about me. But the Bible teaches that we should examine ourselves. And it and and it begins at the house of God. And the best way to judge yourself is to judge if you have a desire for God's things. If you just accidentally tuned into this program tonight, it's it's an AM radio station in Dickinson, North Dakota, and if you just accidentally tuned into here, I want to try to grab your attention. Have you ever given God his due? Years ago, I wrote a Bible study, and and uh and it's been, my son-in-law helped me print it, and it's been reprinted now, and it's called simply The Greatest Commandment. There's nine verses, nine scriptures. And what I do in this Bible study is I try to convince people that the greatest sinner in the world would be somebody that broke the greatest commandment. And the greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And if you don't do that wouldn't that make you the greatest sinner? You see this program tonight I'm trying to reach for you maybe maybe you're a sidetracked apostolic listening to me and the things of this world See Esau loved his life He loved his life Philippians 3:19 has it's kind of worded interesting it says It's talking about people like Esau, and it says, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. What does it mean that God is their belly? It's talking about Buddha or something? No. It's talking about that people that are worldly, they only care about what they wear, what they eat, Uh, What is fun, the here and now, right now, Esau loved his life. He lived for the here and now. He did not see the big picture. Esau would have been terrified of the COVID-19 virus. Why? Because that's all he had was this life. And I think that's one of the main reasons that people are, I I don't know if you realize this or not, but there have been viruses that have been worse or just as bad as this one. In 1968, there was one called the Hong Kong virus, Hong Kong flu. Uh, We lost 100,000 Americans in that flu in 1968. And there were only 200 million of us back then. So it, it was quite a bit more devastating than this one in that sense. But why didn't they shut the country down? Why didn't anybody remember? It? Why didn't? Why were people? I I was born, I was ten years old in 1968. I kind of. I mean, if I really try to think about it, I kind of, kind of, kind of remember it. But you know what? I think people were less godless in 1968 than they are forty years later, or fifty years later. Wow. I I, I do. I think that people used to believe there was more to this life than just being alive well we're going to we're going to keep talking listen listen to this song this guy's name is Dennis a Jaden and this song is about our topic tonight it's simply called red and white tent red and white tent <laughs>
5: outside town The song singing turns my heart upside down I know all the words that the preacher will say I'll believe it tomorrow I'm busy today Mama knew It seems to It's a dead man's hand, Lord, I'm busy. Stay.
3: Apostolics used to set them up outside town. Is anybody listening to me that remembers that? Good to have everybody listening to me. The, um, the I've got a, a guy that's kind of spurring me on tonight. It's uh, Joe from Texarkana. Sounds like he came to God about a year ago and he said he feels the same way about that old music. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, we're talking about Don't Be Like Esau. You can text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Esau loved this life, the here and now. That's all he had. He had sold his birthright. He didn't have anything else. He was non-spiritual. And the Bible says that God hated that. God took notice of Esau's attitude. Here again, I didn't write the Bible, folks. Don't get mad at me. I'm just telling you what it says. He said, Esau, Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. This godless attitude, it starts out with the godlessness. And then it leads to living for and loving this world, when the most important things are the pleasures of this of this life. No sacrifice, no pain, no no big picture. This life is all about me and me having fun, me being happy, me feeling no pain. That's it, right? Second Timothy three four says, "Lovers of pleasures." more than lovers of God. I don't know how it is where, if you're listening for me outside of North Dakota tonight, I don't know how it is where you're at. But in North Dakota, there are churches, not, not Pentecostal churches, but there are churches in Dickinson that cancel their midweek services in the summer because people are busy. Many places, churches, attendance goes down in the summer because people are boating People are doing hobbies. I'm not against people going on vacations, of course not. But you see, that scripture says in the last days, people are going to be lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. That's who Esau was. Esau loved his pleasures. The Apostle John in 1 John 2 said, Love not the world neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. This We're loving the wrong things. According to the Bible, there's only two things to love. And it's not your car, it's not your boat, it's not your dog. It's not your football team, it's not your, um it's not any of those things. There's only two things to love, according to the Bible. We're supposed to love God and we're supposed to love each other. That's it. That's all. We're not supposed to love this world. There was a song written many years ago. I really liked it. And the chorus went, using things, loving people. That's the way it ought to be. Using things, loving people, look around and you will see that loving things and using people only leads to misery. Using things, loving people, that's the way it ought to be. And I still believe that's true. This is, you know, this, uh, I spoke about what I'm talking about on the radio on our in our Wednesday night service. You can gauge how you're doing spiritually by how close you act like Esau. There are people that would trade their walk with God for just about anything. There are people that would trade their walk with God for they'd for an immoral life, sexual es- escapade. They they would trade it. Why? Because they you know, they don't have they they need some glasses or some binoculars so they can see down the road. Esau was nearsighted. He could only see what was right up front. You say, you're building a lot out of that story. No, the Bible builds a lot out of that story. That's what Romans 9.17 is talking about. The reason God hated Esau is because Esau couldn't care anything about God. He didn't want to know him. He didn't care about him. He was just a good old boy (coughs) living his life. That's it. That's all. And that's who I was until I was 20. I was just, uh, I, I wasn't worse than many of my peers. I wasn't better than many of my peers. I was just godless. And so was my wife. We were both just godless. Now she was a, responsible person a good person but when i say she was godless those are words that she has said i'm not telling you i'm not saying anything about her she was she went to church but she didn't have a desire to know god to seek god thank god when we were 20 we were introduced it's a long story but we were introduced to a pentecostal church and we began to seek after God, you know, there's there's a man in um, in Luke chapter 12. He was a rich man. There's, uh, I believe you can be a rich man and go to heaven. But this man was rich, and his ground was producing plentifully, and he he did, couldn't figure out what he was going to do with all of his stuff. And in Luke chapter 12 and verse 19, he said. I'm going to I'm going to do this. I'm going to say to my soul, "Soul, thou hast much goods, laid up for many years, take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry." But God said unto him, "Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee, then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided?" So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. You see, the there were other rich people, in the Bible, that Jesus didn't seem to mind? Why did this guy, the story that he was telling about, what was it about it? Because this guy was an Esau. It's my ground, my fruits, my barns, my goods. You see, no, they're not. At the very best, God just loans us that stuff while we're alive. He wants us to use it. He doesn't want us to love it. James chapter 4 and verse 4 says, you adulterers and adulteresses. Now, let me just, before I explain that, he's not talking about sex here. He said, know ye not that friendship of the world makes you an enemy, is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. The reason he called them adulterers and adulteresses (laughs) is because the relationship they were supposed to have with God, they decided to have it with things and pleasure. Skip down to verse 8 of James 4. It says, draw an eye to God. He will draw an eye to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Purify your hearts, ye double-minded. This Esau spirit, the problem in our country. It has something to do with the panic that's going on right now in our world. It does. It really does. Because the Esau attitude has hope in this life only. The Apostle Paul said, if we had hope in this life only, we'd be of the most foolish people. Why did Paul say that? Because he was constantly... Sacrificing and giving away his life for a for something bigger than him, you know this what I'm talking about is is like Esau wouldn't have been interested in planting a tree that he couldn't sit under someday. It was all about how does it affect me? The attitude Jacob had was he'd plant a tree. And he'd never get to sit underneath it. But his children would. You see, this attitude that Jacob had, even with all of his imperfections, was an attitude that he was interested in the spiritual. He was interested in, um, you know, the the um, eternal, There is no future living for today. There is none. There's no future in it. You, you, there is, you know, this, when I was, one of the things that brought me to God, folks, is this very kind of thing that I'm talking about tonight. I was 20 years old. My goal in life was to own a 1968 Jaguar convertible with a V12 and to sell record albums and marijuana pipes and own a head shop that was my that was my dream in life that's what I wanted to be and it started to dawn on me that what good would it do me when I was just going to die anyway and so those morbid thoughts began to creep into my mind when I was twenty years old. What I'd, I would, I would, you know, I would see a cemetery, a, a gravestone, and I'd think, well, what good is it going to do? And then in the back of the recesses of my mind, I began to believe there's got to be more. There's got to be something else. There's got to be a reason to live. I feel sorry, and maybe you don't want me to feel sorry for you, but if you're listening tonight and you're an atheist, I feel very sorry for you. I, I, I do, and I know you don't want me to, but I do. I feel sorry for you. I feel sorry for atheists. I don't know what they live for. I would be, if I was an atheist, I would be terrified of the COVID-19 virus. Folks, I, pr- I pray that God keeps our church and our city and our county and our state from this COVID-19 virus. I, I pray that. But I'm I'm not so foolish to tell you that I believe that I couldn't get it. And I believe that a certain small percentage of people that do get it die. I think now we're down to really less than a half a percent of the people that get it die. You can figure that out yourself. It's, I mean, it's it's a small amount. It, It affects elderly people. I'm 61. I have a better chance of dying from it than a lot of people. But it's the least thing that I'm afraid of. Like, I'm not afraid of that, and I'm not trying to say that to sound cool or tough or anything. I'm not. I'm not afraid of it. Why am I not afraid of it? Because there's more to this life than my life. And there's more to your life than this life. And you're selling yourself cheap. You you really are. Atheists do just fine until they're about 60. Because you can get wrapped up in this life and think you're going to live forever. Kind of like that old song I was telling you about that I just heard again after 40 years of not hearing it. You know, the the chorus said, I'm I'm, uh, like a true nature's child. We were born, born to be wild. We can climb so high. I never want to die. But listen, mister, you may not want to die, but you're going to die. Pretty simple stuff tonight, really. Don't be like Esau. You know, I'm going to give you a little information how to get a hold of us. I did it at the beginning of the program. But our next service in Dickinson, North Dakota at the New Life Pentecostal Church, Wednesday night, 730, 501 Elks Drive. When you walk in the door, there's a a little uh, deal there that you can sanitize your hands. Uh, We're we're asking you to, um, you know, we've spread our pews out a little bit uh, so that we can kind of be split up some. Uh you know we uh we can still fit quite a few people in that room so I think we'll have room for you. Uh we've got a building we bought that actually will seat 500 people now and we're excited about that. We've got it set up for about I don't know about 210 people in there right now. With everything kind of spread out the way it is. Uh we we uh would love to see you Wednesday night. Uh, we're not if we're we're friendly people but as, as of this point we're not shaking hands just because here again, even if you're not afraid of the virus, we certainly don't want to pass it on to somebody else. And so we'd love to see you Wednesday nights, Sundays at, our, at 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson. We have our Sunday school at 10 o'clock. At 11 o'clock is our worship service. So those are our services here in Dickinson. Tuesday night, we have a uh, service in Beach, which is now meeting in a home. And this number that I've been giving out throughout the program, 701-290-7862. If you text me, I can get you a hold a hold of the pastor there in Beach, how to meet there. On Thursday nights in Bowman, the Cornerstone Apostolic Church, 18 North Main at 7.30 Thursday night and then 10.30 Sunday morning. We have one of, one of the dear sisters listening to us from that church, Yvonne, tonight listening to us from Bowman. Um, what is the address? I know Phillip's listening. Uh, what is the address? And then it's Truth Community Church in Beulah. I don't have the address right in front of me here. So somebody from Beulah listening would please text me that. That would be great. And I'll put that on there. Uh, throughout the week, you can get a hold of me at the number that I've been giving out. Also, um, you can email me, robertsimons58 at com. If you've noticed, we don't ask for money on this program because... That's not what this is about. This is an outreach. Uh, We certainly are not uh, interested in that. So uh, we don't want your money. We want you to listen to the Acts 2.38 message that we're preaching. Acts 2.38, Peter said unto them, Repent, be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's what we believe. That's our message. I talked about that all radio show last, last night, or last week, I'm sorry. And uh, and certainly, I, it's one of my, the main things I talk about. You know, I, I want to just end this broadcast by saying we've got to get rid of this Esau spirit in our lives. We have to, because this this is a um, this is the reason that our society is going to pot. This is the reason that the uh, the reason why our our school children are depressed. I got that. Here's the address of the Truth Community Church in Beulah. It's two twenty. Third Street Northwest Sunday Service ten thirty, so that's uh, that's the Truth Community Church in Beulah. Thank you, Philip, for texting me that. But um, we close this broadcast. I, I picked up my guitar, maybe sing a little bit here. <laughs> but this, this, uh, and 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 it's going to sound like maybe a little negative note here as I close this. But I, I just want to warn us that I didn't write the Bible. Romans 9.27, Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. You know, there are people that question the reality of a place called hell. Because they think, why would a loving God create a place like that? Well, let me give you my take on it, all right? My take on it is this. If you are like Esau and you don't want anything to, to do with God, do you think he's going to make you go to heaven and spend forever there with him for 40 years until 2014 Burger King had a slogan and the slogan was have it your way. And this is also the slogan that hell has. You don't want God's presence in your life. You don't want to be bothered with God now. There's a place that God created where you won't have to worry about that. You won't have to worry about it. I don't know everything about hell. But I do know that if you don't want anything to do with God now, he's not going to make you have anything to do with him forever. And so today, we have to examine... Our hearts. We have to examine, you know, Jesus had 12 disciples. One of them ratted him out, turned him in Judas. And the way that he betrayed Jesus is with a kiss. Judas was not a spiritual man, Judas had the spirit of Esau.
2: I wonder how it makes you feel when the prodigal won't come home. I wonder how it makes you feel when he'd rather be on his own. I wonder what it's like for you when the lamb has gone astray. I wonder what it's like for you when your children disobey. It must be like another Thorn struck in your brow And it must be like another Close friend's broken vow And it must be like another Nail right through your wrist It must be Just like Judas' kiss Just like Judas' kiss I wonder how it makes you feel when no one seeks your face. I wonder how it makes you feel when they give up in the race. I wonder what it's like for you when they willingly disobey. I wonder what it's like for you when they willingly walk away. It must be like another Thorn struck in your brow And it must be like another Close friend's broken vow And it must be like another Nail right through your wrist It must be Just like Judas Kiss Just like Judas Kiss
3: Lord Jesus, tonight, as we close this broadcast, God, I pray that you help us not to have the spirit of Esau. Lord, whoever this program is for, Lord, maybe someone has been drifting towards materialism and and all the things that go along with that. Lord, maybe somebody has just slowly been spiritually dying and now they're not interested in your things anymore, just going through the motions. I pray that this program is a wake-up call tonight for all the Esau's that are listening. God, help us. Return that desire to us, desire to serve you and to love you, to love our brothers and sisters, to love your house, to love to worship, to love to pray, to love your word. God, I just pray that you help us tonight in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name. This is Pastor Bob. Tell it like it is. Program, pretty serious stuff. Don't be like Esau. Lord willing, we'll be back next Sunday night, eight oh six Mountain Time for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. Thank you so much for listening. I um, I'm honored you that you would listen, that anybody would listen. I appreciate um, you listening, and thank you so much. Thank you for all the communication tonight, the texting.
0: The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.